This is the Growlers Nation podcast, the official podcast of the Newfoundland Growlers. And now here's your host, Growlers play-by-play voice, Chris Ballard. And welcome, welcome one and all to episode, oh boy, I'm putting myself on the spot here, nine, let's call it, of the Growlers Nation podcast, the best podcast about the Newfoundland Growlers. I'm Chris Ballard, play-by-play broadcaster, so happy to have you all aboard for this one, getting close to the Christmas season, and what a gift of a guest we have for you today. From New Liskert, Ontario, the big fella himself, Justin Brazo. Justin, thanks for uh, jumping on here with me today. Yeah, no problem. So let's uh, let's jump right in. You are twenty odd games into your rookie season here, depending on when the folks at home are listening. I guess sum up your your start to your pro career. Is it everything you dreamed it would be and more? Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. It's uh, it's definitely been a bit of adjustment. I think uh, you know, obviously coming from junior, the guys are you know they're a little younger, not as strong and stuff like that. And the game's a little slower, so I think uh, there was a bit of an adjustment period at the beginning. But I think. Uh, you know, lately I've been kind of getting more comfortable and I'm, I'm used to the league by now, so it's been good. Yeah, for sure. What do you think of the league in general? I'm sure uh, maybe you didn't have a lot of uh, idea of what to expect out of the ECHL. Everyone obviously uh, is going to want to start above and beyond, but uh, nonetheless, I mean, what are your thoughts on the league in general? I'm sure it's maybe better than uh, you had expected. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, when you're playing in junior, there's a bit of a, a, a sense around what the ECHL is like. And, you know, I think uh, I, it's been better than I thought it was going to be. Obviously, the good. hockey's... Uh, you know, it's a lot better, better hockey than you'd think, you know, just from hearing stories from the past and stuff. But, yeah. you know, it's been a lot of fun so far, and it's been good. Yeah, no, happy to have you aboard. <laughs> Are you pleased with, I guess, your production level? I mean, you're on a line with a bunch of young guys, uh, a lot like yourself, you know, high-end guys coming out of junior. You're playing with Trey Bradley and uh, and Riley Woods lately, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, talk about, I guess, your line in general. That's a lot of youth, and uh, that looks like a lot of fun uh, to play with those guys. Yeah, you know, obviously we're we're pretty good friends off the ice, so it's kind of fun to be able to go and practice and games and stuff. You know, we we try to feed off each other. You know, talk about it. We, we nothing gets held back between the three of us, and you know, it's been a lot of good, uh, a lot of fun. So I mean, yeah, the production. I I think the last couple, a little bit, I've you know played a lot better, and sometimes pucks just aren't going in or whatever. That's going to sure. happen. I think. You know, as long as you're getting your chances and, you know, as a line you guys are creating and, you know, doing good things, I think that stuff will come. No, absolutely. And you got your uh, one game in thus far with the Toronto Marlies, many more to come. What was that like starting the year in the ECHL and then getting that, even even if it's a short look there, kind of what was the, was there a big adjustment or a big jump to that level? Kind of what was the main difference you found? Um, You know, I think, uh, like I said earlier about the junior jump, it's just a little bit more fast, you know. Sure. Obviously the guys are, are strong, so I mean. I don't think there's much of an adjustment. I think they're a little bit more, you know, to the structure. There's a reason why it's the HL and it's a little bit about the ECHL. Sure. You know, they're a little bit more on top of what they're doing. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's hockey and, you know, you just got to get used to that. Easy enough. From New Liskert, Ontario, Justin Brazo. Between Timmins and North Bay? Yep. So what was that like, obviously, playing then for the battalion from, from New Liskert? Is that like a hometown OHL team for you? Yeah. Pr- um. Well, I mean, growing up, they... They, there wasn't a team there, but, you know, it's, yeah, about, I guess it's, not. About, it's about an hour and a half. So, you know, I always, uh, it's kind of weird. I, I knew more about the Wolves and then Ruan in the QMJHL. Cause really? Ruan's, uh, Ruan's only about an hour and 10 minutes from my house. So that was probably, I probably went to saw my most games in Ruan. Huh. And then obviously just from playing in tournaments in Sudbury and stuff, I, I got a couple of games there. But yeah, you know, obviously North Bay is an hour and a half. I played a lot of hockey there growing up. So For it's sure. basically a hometown team. 
Okay, no, absolutely. When it came time to, to jump into the major junior ranks, was there a part of you that considered going to the queue because it, Ruan was so close? Or was it you were pretty much locked in, you are going to go to the OHL? Yeah, I mean, they, they had my uh, draft rights, so they drafted me there. So I basically had to get clear la- waivers from the league and you know, once, wasn't worth doing all yeah, that. Yeah, once once uh, my second year came around, the stance that I made the team, it was a pretty easy choice. Okay, no kidding. So, New Liskert, Ontario, I, I assume that's where you grew up playing your hockey. What was it like growing up as a, as a hockey boy in New Liskert? Yeah, you know, it's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, it's a smaller town. You do a lot of traveling and stuff. I mean, I remember road trips on a, you know, leave Saturday or Friday night. And you go five hours north to Hearst and snowstorms, and then you play there two games Saturday and turn around, drive an hour to Cap, play Oof. two games, and then back home for the Sunday night. So, it's a, it's a lot of travel. Uh, you know, you have to get used to that, but it's a lot of fun. No kidding. Yeah, so we'll turn that into our conversation about yourself playing junior in North Bay 2015 to 2019, uh, playing under one of the great junior coaches of all time. I guess kind of sum up your junior career for us. Yeah, I had a lot of fun in North Bay. I mean, uh, I know Stan, he's a great coach. He gave me my chance there. I don't think anybody else really would have. So obviously from that side and then just being able to, you know, see my friends and family coming down for games. My parents, I think, missed four games in four years. So Get out. Yeah, so they're there a lot. So that, that stuff was a lot of fun. And, you know, I just love the city. I know a lot of people, you know, outside of hockey that weren't on my team already in North Bay. So people going to school and stuff. So it was a lot of fun. No kidding. Started out with six goals in 65 games and ended with... 61 goals and 113 points in your final year as captain in 2018-19. I know it's going to be hard to talk about your own growth in that sense, but when you were putting up six goals, a goal every 10 games in 2015-16, did you even think that, oh, this time in four years' time I'll be, this is no big deal, just a normal progression. I'll be scoring 60 goals in the OHL. Kind of, I guess, talk, talk a bit about your own progression through that league, going from what you started as to clearly what you ended as is a power to be reckoned with in that league. Yeah, you know, obviously, I think my first year I was just happy to be in the league. I, I didn't really, you know, after I got drafted, I didn't think there was, there was much of a chance even of making the league. And what? It kind of just, you know, everything got better from there, but... Yeah, I mean, I think every year uh, I was able to get into a spot where I played more. Obviously, my first year was my probably best year as far as us going in like the playoffs and stuff. And then the next year uh, we missed the playoffs. So I think my, my role kind of grew. And then with that, my confidence. And I know Stan from day one has always had confidence in me. And he kept you know talking to me about that stuff. So uh, I, I thought going into my second year, you know, I wanted to build on it. Then when I got 22 that year, I think you know that's really kind of when I went, okay, like I can play in I this can league. Play. I can score goals. So it was good. I have to ask specifically about last season, 61 goals in 68 games, 113 points. Both of that led the OHL. You're a first-team All-Star overage player of the year. Man, that list is long. Uh, what's it like going – basically, that's almost a goal a game. Like You're absolutely torching that league. What's it like waking up in the morning being like, ah, I'm probably, probably going to score today, no big <laughs> deal? Yeah, you know, obviously it's a pretty good feeling anytime. You know, when you have a couple games off without scoring, you're like, you get to that. What's drive, happening? Well, I'm yeah. broken. I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it. I had, you know, basically the same centerman for the last year and a half, and me and him really worked well together, I thought. And, you know, I think I had a good thing going that way, and obviously with Stan trusting me in every situation, you know, playing a lot of power play and stuff yeah. like that. It was a lot of fun, and, you know, I enjoyed going to the rink every day. Getting a few good looks on the power play this year, at least as we stand today, I think tied for the most power play goals on the team. Is, is that a spot where you, you, you think you're going to be easily able to find success, not just this season moving forward? Yeah, you know, I think with my size on the power play, I 
know, I'm able to get in goalie's eyes, and then anytime you're in front of the net, I mean, people are shooting the puck, good things tend to happen, and, you know, you find yourself in the right spot at the right time. So anything in particular you felt you had to work on uh, in your rookie season here is uh, an adjustment because surely as an overager in the O compared to a rookie at any level of pro, I mean, there's going to be obviously that, you alluded to it yourself, that adjustment period. Is there anything in particular you've had to adjust to the most? Um, you know, I think for me, it's just always been my skating. You know, even since my first year in the OHL, I think every year, um, you know, people are always getting bigger, faster, stronger. And yeah, I think for myself, you know, I've got the, the big, like the size and stuff like that. So I think the skating just has to, you know, keep coming along. And, you know, that's what they were talking to me with the Marlies and stuff is yeah. just keep working on that. And, you know, I think uh, since the start of the year, it's kind of gotten better. Where I'm adjusting to the speed, finding out where I can pick my spots and stuff like that. So it's gone better. Is it hard to work on your skating because you're on skates all the time? You know, you're you're only going to improve. Is that something you have to be like, all right, I'm actually going to put a few minutes aside per practice to kind of lock in on my stride? I, I don't know. I'm not a pro hockey player. What is it that makes you or that allows you to work on your skating? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I think, you know, obviously this summer a lot of things I did with Barb just kind of – Underhill. Yeah, and I think uh, some of the best ways you can work on it is even in practice, just in, in drills, like – you know, we worked on a lot of things with our edges and, you know, certain times to use uh, different different turning techniques and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. I think, I think the best way you can kind of work on that is, you know, in practice in a game situation. I, I find it for myself kind of difficult where if I'm just skating up and down the ice doing like a c control drill, I think that's right. really hard for myself. Even like some of the things we do with puck protection, I, I've always found that hard. I find it way easier like, in games kind of. Just As you're in this situation, yeah, you're thinking, okay, let's use this right now and see if it works. I find that's always way easier for myself, and I think that's kind of where you can work on it. What do you think of the whole rep that big guys like yourself have? Oh, he's a big guy. Oh, he must not be able to skate. Is that something that has followed you around? And I'm not saying that you're a bad skater. It's not my place to say that, nor do I believe that. But is that something that, oh, he's a big guy. He must not be able to wheel. Yeah, I think, I mean, the first thing people ask is when you see a guy who's big, it's can he skate? And most of the question, answer is probably no for most people. But, you know, I think there's different ways. Obviously, little guys look better when they're doing it because they're, you know, moving a million miles an hour right. and going. But I think... Sometimes big guys can be just as good. You know, they may have a slower stride, but it can be just as long and powerful. Sure can. Six foot six, 225 pounds. I have to ask, and I hope you have a good answer for this. Did you have like a crazy growth spurt as a kid where you were like 5'9 when you finished school and then you came back and you were like 6'2 or something crazy? Yeah, I mean. You going, did? Yeah, going into yes. my uh, my minor midget year, my we did a, it was like a, little camp in the summer for for our major midget team and right i weighed in on measured in at 510 140 and then by the end of You're the year lanky. Was, yeah by the end of the year i was 62 180 so it, i've grown a lot stop yeah yeah big change no kidding. Are you one of those ones like you, you're still growing? You're like, man, how do I keep getting so big? Or is it you, you actually think you've topped off think, now that you've reached the ripe age of 20? Yeah, I think my size is pretty much topped off. I mean, if it's growing, I'm not growing that much. <laughs> I think I've basically stopped at six seven. So uh, I have. That's what you are officially well. now, six seven. Yeah, I think I'm just under six seven, so I'm pretty close to it. No kidding. And this is going to be a, such a dumb question. You've obviously learned to use that to your advantage. Did. Talk about, I guess, playing the game as a big guy. I know it's more than just parking yourself in front of the net, but surely that's a big part of your game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you take a lot of abuse sometimes, you know. You're, no kidding. I think as the big guy, your number one thing is, you know, on four checks, getting getting to pucks first, you know, trying to get the first touch and using your size to kind of hold guys off and keep cycles alive. I mean, I know even for our line with Trey and Woodsy, um, if I can get in there and, 
you know, get to the puck first and create a little bit of space for them. They're two really skilled guys, and they'll make plays with it. So I think that's kind of your number one thing. And then obviously, you know, once you get that space for them, you get to the net and, you know, you try to put stuff in. Simple enough, just <laughs> like that. So now we'll move on to uh, a bit of our Growlerville segment where we get you guys to wax poetic about the great province of Newfoundland and Labrador. So I'll, I'll tee you up with this. What was your first impression when you first touched down in, in what I can assume was St. John's? Uh, what was your... Were you in St. John's for Leafs camp? Yeah, I was there for a couple of days. So what was... Talk about your experience, uh, I guess, your first couple of hours on the rock. Did you know much about it? Did you know what you were getting into? Uh, what a beautiful gem of a province it was. Kind of give me your first, uh, okay, I'm going to Newfoundland. Did you have to Google it? Kind of fill me in. Yeah, I, uh, well, I have known, I know about it, but I didn't know really what to expect. I mean, I've, I know a couple of people here I met on vacation when a couple of years ago that are from St. John's, so I kind of, you know, found, heard a little bit about it, but sure, I really had no idea what to expect. And, you know, it's obviously a great place. I mean, it's so beautiful. Some of the, some of the mountain ranges and stuff like that, it, yeah. it's a pretty cool spot to be. So anytime you get to, you know, you kind of walk around even down by the, the harbor and stuff, it's pretty Big cool. Time. All the ships. Uh, how's the weather compared to New Liskard? Um, it's different. Uh, where I'm from, it's cold, but I think in St. John's, it's the wind that, that kind of oh, makes killer. it colder. Yeah. So I think you know, back home we already have a bunch of snow, a couple of feet of snow, and it's already it's really cold that way. But uh, in St. John's, the wind kind of picks up, and that's when I, I'd rather wear the snow. So if the wind's something I have to adjust. Well, that to. way you can just throw on a jacket, yeah. and then you're just dealing with it. But yeah. the wind, you can't deal with. No, it. yeah, like even you're, you're checking the weather, and it you go, oh, it's not that bad. And then you step out, and the wind's just freezing. <laughs> that's true. It's hard. Uh, what was your experience, uh, I guess, during Leafs camp? I mean, that's uh, a big jump. Uh, you know, obviously, after a great year of junior, earned a good look there. Kind of talk about uh, what that was like for you at the Paradise Ice Complex, Double Ice Complex. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, I was only there for three days, but I thought, you know, I played pretty well, and, you know, I enjoyed my time. Even I remember the one practice there, I was on the power play with, you know, Spezza and stuff like that, so it's kind of cool. No big deal. Yeah, it's kind of cool to, you know, be on the ice with them, and obviously, you know, guys like him, he's been around the league for so long and just kind of, you know, trying to pick out his brain. I was able to be with him a bit in the summer, too, so... You know, when you're at those camps, you're just trying to learn as much as you can, soak as much of it up, but, you know, and apply it to your game. Well, what was your uh, impression of the crowd and everything that showed up in uh, in Paradise for Leafs camp? Like, that was overwhelming, and I'm from there. I know what that building is like every day, and it's not like it was during camp there. Yeah. Like, what was what was your, your impression, I guess, of the fans and just the, the volume of people that swarmed that place to, to catch a glimpse? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, I remember even waking up the first morning before we even got there, and, you know, I was on Twitter and stuff, and you could see all the, the people yeah. lined up already, and... I'm thinking, holy crap! It's 9:30 in the morning. Like, <laughs> people are already there. So they it, were it was, camped out overnight for tickets. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, even walking in, there was it was packed. You know, you're working, you're doing practice drills, and there's a bunch of people in the stand. So it was pretty cool. Have you found? Do you have a favorite place yet in St. John's to grab a cup of coffee or a bite to eat? Kind of, where's your go-to? All right, I have an afternoon to myself. I'm hungry. I'm about to go where. I'm honestly not sure yet. Uh, Still figuring it yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, uh, we have a Tim Hortons down with thing, and I don't drink much coffee, so I know Trey and stuff goes there, but... Um, yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, we try, we don't eat actually out too, too often when we're in St. John's just because okay. we're on the road so much. And, yeah. You know, you try, I try to cook as much as I can at home, just 
know, I've, you eat out so many times, you kind of get sick of it. But, no, you're darn right. Yeah, but I went down to the keg. The I know it's the keg, but it was a pretty cool view out of the Oh, the no kidding. That might be the top keg in Canada. Yeah, like that view across cool. the Narrows. So I think anywhere down there, I'm going to have to go to a couple more spots because it's pretty cool to eat there. No fish and chips yet? No nothing? You're giving me nothing here. <laughs> um, no, I've eaten fish and chips. We went to the one. I think it's Yellow Belly. It was yeah. pretty good there. Okay, good there. now we're getting there. So I, we, I've gone there once couple times you know down around the little shops i wouldn't know the name i forget the names of them but i haven't eaten out too too much there no that's good so what do you like to cook then are you when would you call yourself a good cook not a good cook i I, i'm okay like (laughs) at least you're honest with yourself yeah i can kind of get by you know i cook a lot of the basics but i'm not too you know over the top i don't make anything too fancy okay what's your go-to meal to make at home um well, in the summer, I like the barbecue, so I'd Hell do yeah. anything on the barbecue. I don't have a barbecue here, so, you know, any type of chicken, maybe a steak and, you know, some rice and veggies, stuff like that. Anywhere else in, in kind of the downtown St. John's area where, uh, you know, you've gotten uh, to know, I know most of you guys kind of live in and around downtown. Do you like getting out and exploring and walking and checking out the city? It's a pretty cool old town. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think the first couple of days, especially, you know, me and Trey, we, we went for a walk down the... I think it's Water Street, yep. you know, checked out all the all the little shops and stuff. It was pretty cool to go and, you know, just go in and look and see kind of the things they had. And, you know, it, it was a lot of fun. Now, I know you said your mom and dad, uh, they didn't miss, uh, almost didn't miss a game during junior. Did I hear in the grapevine that they were in St. John's recently? Yeah, they came, uh, they were out last week for the, the four games at home and they were able to, you know, get, get to watch some games there and go check some stuff out. Awesome. What was it like having them around and, and did you get much of a vibe on uh, what they thought of the city? Yeah, I know. I, I know they liked it a lot. I mean, they went awesome. up to Signal Hill and stuff like that the one day, and it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was nice to have them out there. I remember the one day I went over for a pregame meal because I was kind of tired, so I wanted to get a little bit of extra nap, and so I made them cook for me. But it was a lot of fun having them out there. Hey, nothing wrong with a bit of home cooking, especially when you're far away from home. We're here with Justin Brazo. And, Justin, I, I think it's on this trip in particular – we're in Utah currently for, for, I guess there's no way of anyone out there listening to know, but uh, certainly a bit of a long travel day. So I'll ask you this, on a, on a travel day, whether we're waiting in airports or on the bus or, or anything like that, what's your go-to time killer? I, you know, some guys just sit and crush coffee like Alex Goodbranson, you know, I don't do a whole lot of much. I sit and stare at the wall. You seem like you, there's a little posse with yourself. You guys play a lot of cards. It looks like kind of fill me in. What do you, what's your go-to time killer? Yeah. You know, we obviously play a lot of cards. I think there's a couple games we kind of rotate through, but uh, yeah, I definitely like to, you know, hang out with the guys and play cards. I mean, so what are the games here? Um, we play crib. Okay. Uh, decent amount. Decent amount of crib. Uh, How'd you get into that? Is that not? I don't play it. Is that not like an old people game? Don't old people play? Uh, no disrespect to our older <laughs> uh, listeners out there, but uh, not a lot of young people playing crib, from my understanding. No, I love crib. I mean, I remember in grade three, my math teacher, we were we did a little part. It was about a month. We learned how to play crib just to kind of help with our counting and stuff like that. And that's kind of, that's where I learned it. I played a lot with my no grandpa way. growing up too. My grandpa plays a lot of cribs. So we played a lot of that, and you know, I think it's a good game, especially because. You know, you get four guys playing it, yeah. six guys, whatever, and you can play a lot of, you know, hang out with them and play that. I mean, it really depends on how many numbers we have, too. I mean, if there's only four or five of us, we'll play crib or, or euchre. Okay. Um, then if there's bigger groups, we try to change it up just to involve everybody. No, absolutely. Uh, what do you have on in the headphones? Are you a big music guy, a podcast guy? Kind of what do you, what do you, I'm always looking for recommendations. What are you listening to? Um, yeah, I listen to a lot of music, but I also listen to Spit and Chiclet, so I try to kind of okay. keep up to them. Um, you know, if the new podcast comes out, I'll, I'll listen to that. But, you know, for the most part, it depends on the mood or the time I'm in, you know, either country or rap. 
Okay. Give me your top three artists right now. I know I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, rap well, would be probably Drake, obviously. Classic. Uh, I think Juice World. Uh, he just passed away, I think, two days ago. But Oh, snap. Uh, I would say Juice World, and then I'd probably go with like, a country guy like Keen Brown or something like that. Okay. I've heard of one of those three, and <laughs> it's definitely Drake. No, no big deal there. Uh, are you a video game guy? I feel like every young person, yourself included on this team, seems to be heavy into the video games. Uh, I I can tell by the look on your face the answer is yes. Yeah, we uh, we like to play video games, especially, you know, the new Call of Duty just came out. and Hearing we, good things. We like to go uh, uh, private matches with a bunch of the guys, and you go 6v6 against each other, and, you know, it's pretty funny to get some good laughs in. and you guys get that many people on the team in on I, on one game oh yeah we can you can go up to 16 people so i remember what? the one day we had i think there was 12 of us and we played for a couple hours and it was pretty good now this is my favorite it's pretty much a recurring segment might as well just call it let's throw the growlers under the bus <laughs> i is there an outlier as to who might be say the worst gamer on the team worst gamer um there's a couple people. I haven't played with a lot. I mean, I definitely am one of the worst ones for Fortnite, I would say that. But I'd say Call of Duty. Marcus Power is up there. Uh, you know, he's a little too old to play, I think, anyways. But, uh, no, Marcus is up there. Yeah, the, he's probably the worst, actually. Or, actually, no, no, Aaron Luchuk's probably the worst, too. Okay. He thinks, he thinks he's a good gamer, but he's not much of one. Okay, now, is on the other end of the spectrum, is there anyone who's like, oh, okay, he's legit, I want this guy on, on my squad? Yeah, definitely. Pick uh, your squad, I guess. It, I don't know how many that, that is in any of the games you guys yeah. play, but, uh, you know, let me know uh, who, who you draft in and who you staying away from. Um, well, definitely Marcus staying away. <laughs> Maybe if I want to play for fun and have a good laugh, I'll have him on. But I think the, the best guys would be, for sure, Trey and Johnny. Um, they're definitely up there. Those two are okay. the best two. Uh, Gio's pretty good. Gio's pretty good, especially if we're playing Fortnite. He's up there. But I would say those three for sure, and then, you know, Woodsy. Or Brad's would be the other two. Okay. No, good to know. Is that a thing that you guys play on the same teams or squads, or do you shake it up? Like, how does how does that work? Um, normally, it's kind of whoever's on you kind of play with. But, you know, Call of Duty, you can go up to six people, so that would be kind of like the standard group. Interesting. Is that all you guys play is Call of Duty and in, uh, in Fortnite? What else is uh, in the mix? Um, you know, we play, obviously, NHL and stuff like that, but that's more of a game where – you play on the road if you're with each other. You don't really play online too too much for that. Good point. Because I think, you know, Call of Duty and stuff's more fun where you can get more guys on, talk to them there. Yeah, yeah. So playing uh, a game of NHL, uh, is there a, a favorite team you like to, to pick and choose? And this is really just a terrible segue into asking you who was your favorite team growing up. <laughs> um, well, I always liked playing with uh, either Toronto or Washington. And, you know, honestly, they, they were probably my two favorite teams growing up. I was... You know, Leafs fan when I was really young, but then I, I think once Ovechkin kind of came into the league, that's when I was a big Washington fan. Yeah. Uh, and I was pretty happy to see them win the cup. But then, you know, the last couple of years, I've, I've definitely gone uh, to the Toronto side. I think they're just so much fun to watch and the way they play is a lot of fun. Was there any moment during training camp that when you were out there with the, the Matthewses and the whomever else is that you were like, be cool, Braz, <laughs> you're, you know, do you, do you still get that way at all? I, I know you've been playing with a lot of big uh, big names over over the years, but was there any part of that? It was like, be cool, don't trip up. <laughs> yeah, you know, obviously it's it's pretty cool just to be around them and kind of see what they do, but, you know, I think at the end of the day they're they're just playing hockey and you're, they're kind of in a similar situation as you For as sure. far as, you know, where you're at. And, you know, you, I don't think you get too much, especially – you know, I was able to skate a lot this summer with, you know, John Tavares and those guys. So I kind of, 
you know, been around it a bit, so it wasn't too much like that. What do you take away from, from that? Is it just you guys are sharing the same sheet of ice doing, going about your business, or is that more, you know, kind of an involved process, kind of, if you don't mind sharing a bit about that? That's no big deal. You've been name-dropping all day here. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, anytime you get to, you know, skate with them, you just see how hard they work every single day, and, you know, they're at the top top of the NHL, and they, they still work so hard day in and day out. So I think anytime you kind of see what, you know, the way they think they do stuff and, you know, th especially those two guys, I said Spezza and Tavares, they're so good as far as, you know, when they get on the ice, they, they tell you to come over and they'll work on stuff and, like, involve you and you, you'll work on stuff with them. So it's a lot of fun and they're easy to talk to you afterwards. No kidding. Now, I know uh, this will be a bit of a callback to earlier. You listened to uh, the Spittin' Chicklets. Any particular growlers stories or any shade we can throw a uh, spit and chiclet style i mean uh, you know we are competing with them as a podcast <laughs> here so uh any uh any any pranks been pulled any any dirt you can uh, you can throw on uh, on any of the boys here i'm trying to think i know um, i'm putting you on the spot here yeah i'm not too sure about stories yet i think uh we're getting there it's only yeah, december yeah we're a little early for some good ones but all right, well, I'll ask you this. Who's the who's the funniest guy on the team? Or, and this is, might be the same question, who is the easiest to, like, get, get riled up? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's some guys who are definitely real gullible and real easy to get. We'll start there. Is there yeah. anyone who's easy to kind of poke? Yeah, I think, well, for myself, just between me, Trey, and Woodsy, I think we like getting Woodsy going a little bit. You know, get him, get him <laughs> chirping a little bit. He, <laughs> he seems to be a pretty good guy to go at and... Um, you know, I think as far as, you know, the the biggest, like the loud guy in the room, I'd definitely say Joe Duzak's up there. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he never stops talking, that guy. But, I mean, <laughs> he's got some funny stuff, and, you know, he's he's pretty good what he does. What do you think of uh, the seemingly the, the resident father on the team, Todd Skirving? Uh, I know everyone seems to uh, gravitate towards him for his veteran presence and just what he brings to the room. And what's your what's your take on Skirves? I love him. Uh, he, he it's funny. He calls <laughs> me Trey and Woodsy his sons, and we call him dad. So it, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. How did that come about? Because. When we did our first video, uh, you were in it, the Todd Skirving rinkside reporter yep. on an early season road trip. Uh, I noticed even, yeah, a few of the guys were like, well, Dad and I are, are this. And I'm like, hey, that's weird. I'm not going to ask about that. But now <laughs> that it's come up again, I, I have to ask, how the heck did that come about? I, I don't really know, honestly. I think, you know, just from being around him all the time, and obviously me and Woodsy are, you know, a lot younger, even Trey's a lot younger than him. And I think it's just kind of that feeling where he's been around, he's done it a lot, and, you know, we're all three rookies. And uh, it was just pretty funny the, the way it kind of comes up. And now that, now that we just kind of go along with it. That's so good. Here with Justin Brazzle, forward for your Newfoundland Growlers. And, uh, Justin, talk about the team in general a little bit. I mean, we're at the time of this recording, like I said, 25, I believe, games into the year. The team's coming together pretty well. We're in the midst, as we speak, of a five-game winning streak. I'm going to knock on wood there as I say that. I mean, what's gone well for this team so far? Um, I think, you know, we, we gel real well. I think everybody kind of gets along, you know, off the ice and stuff like that. And I think that's, a, you know, obviously really important. And obviously, I think as a team, we have a lot of skill. And, you know, I think any time a team has this much skill, as long as, you know, you're willing to stick to the process and work hard day yeah. in and day out, you know, good things are going to happen. And I, I think for the most part, this team... Uh, you know, we do a really good job of, you know, making sure that as long, even though we are so skilled, just kind of, you know, playing the right way. And, you know, it, there's, there's times in a game where your skill is going to take over and you're going to make yeah. plays, but, you know, try not to force things. And I think we do a good job of that. No, I think you're absolutely right. And uh, it's been a lot of, a lot of big games uh, down the stretch. Do you, do you get the sense, 
I mean, obviously with everything the Growlers had done last season and winning the whole thing, uh, the Kelly Cup in their inaugural season, do you get the sense that there, there might be a, a resentment from other teams or a hatred or that target on your back? Again, I'm seeing a smirk on your face. I think I'm speaking your language, am I not? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I think, uh, you know, kind of around the league, anytime, any league, I think anytime the, the team won it the year before, there's kind of a, you know, let's get them type of attitude. And, For you know, sure. We know every game. You know, we play against people. They're uh, they're they're gonna bring their best game, and you know we're we're ready for that. I mean, we talk about it all the time, kind of you know being ready to play because they're gonna be ready for us. So I think it, I th- I think it's good too. I mean, anytime we we have a goal as a team this year to you know go real far again, and I I think you have to play tough games at the beginning of the year to you know kind of get you in that mindset. Tough games and tough road trips. Uh, how has the travel been for you? I know maybe a little different than the, the bus rides out of North Bay, but uh, it's a lot of time on the bus, a lot of time waiting. Kind of sum up your experience. I mean, the, and you can call a spade a spade if you want to say they're awful. Please <laughs> feel free. But kind of what's your take on uh, the old coast roadies here so far? Yeah, you know, I think the first two, you know, they're obviously long, but I didn't think they were that, you know, too, too bad. Yeah. Um, yesterday was... You know, a bit of a struggle. We were we were up for a long time, and you know, I think just the fact that we had two long flights and then a long bus was was pretty tough. But I mean, you know, you gotta get used to that. And you know, I've come come to expect that we're gonna have a couple of those. So yep. But yesterday yesterday was definitely pretty tough. Yeah, yesterday the the travel into Utah is what he's referring to. Uh, a flight from St. John's to Toronto, Toronto to Las Vegas of all places. I think a few <laughs> people tried to dig some holes in the bus tires to try and force the stop over there, and then a lengthy bus. At least it was nice. It was a yeah. nice drive. Oh, mountains yeah. and canyons and all that. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll I'll give some credit to the landscape. Yeah, it was you know obviously nice to you know kind of see that, but I think. <laughs> Going on the sixth or seventh hour in the bus was kind of like okay, same old, same old. Let's get off this thing. Get a little loopy <laughs> at that stage of the game. Uh, how many how many crib games did you get through yesterday? Uh, a bit, a couple. Uh, we didn't play as much crib yesterday. We played a lot of snipes just because there's there's more people and you can kind of get six to seven guys playing that. Okay, so we might as well kind of throw it all out there. I mean, I don't like to date the podcast too much by locking it in on any given games or trips. But, hey, here we are, and we are indeed in Utah. Uh, you guys had a great skate this morning. Yep. Did you the, – the whole thing we've been warned about, the elevation change, and if you combine that with the fact that we were 24-hour travel day yesterday, did you find the difference on account of the elevation? Was there anything that you're like, man, I am really sucking wind here today? Is there any – did you find it yourself much difference? Yeah, you know, I think at the beginning we were – all kind of like that. I don't know how it, if, how much it has to do with the elevation as opposed to like the 22-hour travel. Just the wear and travel. tear yeah. of a long day. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I think the first couple of drills were, were like that, but, you know, we've also had two days off, one of them being a long travel day, so I think that's kind of the most, you know, the, the biggest reason for that. But I thought, you know, for the most part, we had pretty good energy today um, yeah. at the end of practice, so I thought it was good. No, absolutely. Here with Justin Brazo of your Newfoundland Growlers. And uh, and Justin, again, between, say, now and the holiday season, uh what would you say the team is, is locked in on in terms of trying to accomplish before we all kind of break for the holidays here? Is there a, is there a number on the board? Is there is it just about going about things the right way? Kind of fill me in. What are, what are we locked in on, I guess, heading into the what feels like the home stretch here before Christmas? Yeah, you know, I think uh, the last couple of weeks we've had, you know, a pretty, pretty hectic schedule as far as playing and traveling. So I think no uh, kidding. the number one thing for us is just we have five games left, uh, finish them off strong and try to, you know, when when games give ourselves a good feeling going into the break, and we have a pretty good break, so I think, you know, the last five games try to put it all on the line and get some wins and have a good break. Where are you going for Christmas? Going home? Yeah, I'm just heading back home and kind of hanging out. 
What's the travel like trying to get back to New Lisker? You fly into where? Toronto. It's not too bad. I'm going uh, St. John's to Toronto, and then it's just a 40-minute flight to North Bay, and then oh, it's like an hour Oh, the old back. flight to North Bay. Yeah. Oh, that's the savior. Yeah, the so old it's flight not too to bad. North Bay. Well, I think that's going to do it here for Episode 9 of the Growlers Nation podcast. Many thanks to Justin Brazzo, forward for your Newfoundland Growlers, for joining us today, and uh, thanks again, uh, Braz, for doing this. Yeah, no problem. It was fun. And make sure you listen to all the Growler games online at Mixler.com slash NLGrowlers with me. Make sure you get your stocking stuffer packs, $30 for two tickets and two tees, plus applicable fees. I'm Chris Ballard. Thank you so much again for joining us. We will catch you next time on the Growlers Nation podcast. You've been listening to the Growlers Nation podcast with Chris Ballard. Follow the Growlers all season long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at NL Growlers. Listen live to all 72 Growlers games on Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com slash NL Growlers.